Welcome to the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. This podcast is for the visionary woman who is ready to create the flexibility and freedom they desire by standing boldly in their authority. I can't wait to share tips and inspiration to keep you pressing forward in your journey so you can continue to shine as the queen that you are. All right, queen, let's dive on into today's topic. All right. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. I am so excited to have another special guest. Yes, yes, yes. This is the wonderful Macaulay Khan, all the way from the great area of England. Oh, I am just so excited to be connecting with her. We also connected on Clubhouse, I'm sure, from the other two interviews you've heard I'm meeting all these awesome people on Clubhouse, and we are connecting behind the scenes, in the DMs, in the emails, and we are making those connections happen. And what I love about my guest today is she's all about leveraging Instagram. So I know I'm going to have to really listen and pay attention so I can get some of these nuggets, too, because sometimes Instagram, for some of us, can be very elusive, sometimes intimidating. A little scary, but we know that it is necessary for our businesses. And she also likes to make sure that you are financially self-sufficient, which is so big in the entrepreneurial space because they don't really tell us about that part. They're just like, I make six figures or this is how much money I'm making. But they're not telling you what happened for them to make that kind of money. And then where is it actually going? So I'm just so thrilled to have on the episode this week than this wonderful McCall Khan. Everybody give her a hand clap and a shake. Woo! Welcome, Miss McCall. How are you doing today? Hi, I am really well today. Thank you for such a lovely introduction. Well, thank you. You know, we do the best that we can. We do the best that we can. So tell the audience, what was the inspiration for you to start your business focusing on Instagram and being financially self-sufficient? Well, I um, had to do a a bit of a pivot during lockdown because I was working uh, in events. And of course, there were no events. There haven't been really any events for about a year. And I had in my earlier days, really disliked social media. I just, I wanted to be born before the industrial revolution, never mind the digital revolution. I just wanted to be outdoors. I didn't want to be facing a screen. But at the same time, I was really fascinated by business. And I was getting to the point where um, I was realizing that I was probably much less qualified to help people with business than people half my age, because I just, you know, I wasn't really connected with how the world was working anymore. So I braced myself and I trained myself in the basics of social media. And I actually discovered that I was very, very good at it, first of all. And second of all, that I loved it, that actually social media is a conversation, which is really so much nicer than what I used to think it was. I used to think you put something out there and you wait to be judged, which is really Mm. unimportant anyone but once I realized actually this is about real community this is about real connection I used to scoff at the idea of you know digital community or online community I thought that was you know a funny idea but actually I've I've you know created such 
incredibly strong community for myself on online. So I decided to really help um, uh, women who's been where I was, which is, you know, there's so many women who, um, you know, were, were born before the digital social media um, revolution happened, who were busy, who didn't quite get on board with that, who now are in a position where they are really excited to be starting their own businesses. They have some something wonderful that they can offer other people. They can really transform other people's lives. But in these days, in order to really reach clients and make a success of their business, they're going to need to step through that social media window. So um, a lot of them have usually dabbled a bit in Instagram and they can see that it's working for other people, but it's not totally working for them yet and I really help them because actually there are some very straightforward things that work every time um, that will help you get your expertise out there so you can help more people and just get you really regular clients and the way that you use Instagram if you're a small business just looking for clients is quite different from from what you would do if you're trying to be an influencer and get hundreds of thousands of followers. Those sorts of techniques won't really work that well for you. For you. They'll be a bit of a waste of your time because they're not as focused on getting clients. So what I did recently, and we spoke about this a little bit in Clubhouse, was I started an Instagram account from zero just about a month ago, purely so that other um, business owners could watch over my shoulder while I grew it because it's quite frightening having you know either growing from zero or just having you know a tiny number of clients of followers on your Instagram account because it makes you feel like oh my god I look so unprofessional I've only got 200 followers on my account so I literally let them watch over my shoulder as I grew it and we grew to over a thousand followers in just a month and all of these followers are ideal clients. They're all people who love what I do. That's what I was teaching people how to do, to just grow their account with potential clients. And so now we're just entering the next 30 days where I am showing them how to turn their followers into clients. So, um, yeah, and, and everything I teach is literally just for business owners so that they can use it for their own businesses and get them start to get themselves clients quite reliably and fast. Yeah, so that's what I do these days. That's awesome. Yeah, because I, I remember what it was like when we didn't even have a computer yet, you know, and the phone was still attached to the wall and you had the really long cords so you could go take the phone with you into the living room. So you didn't have to stand up against the wall. <laughs> you yeah, know, the I'm, first computer came out like when I was like in elementary school. So we were just <laughs> like, oh, what is this big hunk of whatever? Oh, OK. You know, the Commodore 64. That was the first computer. I thought I was everything. Because I had one in my neighborhood. I was like, oh, look at me. I have one of those computers. This is great. But I know I was very intimidated by Instagram myself because I'm like, okay, it's visual. I don't really go outside. (laughs) (laughs) So how's this going to work? And it just seemed like all these pictures and images are just so professional. And I'm just like, I'm in my pages at home. Yeah. How are we going to do this? How's this going to (laughs) work? Yeah, we're not doing it. But I know just like the people you connect with in health that we have that struggle where, okay, this is something new. We have to learn it. We have to understand it. We have to embrace all of its nuances, but also not get frustrated with the algorithm. Dun, dun, dun. So with you showing everybody the journey you're taking from this Instagram account. What are some of the tips and tricks you shared with them to have that kind of growth in such a short period of time? 
Um, well, it's really it's really fun hearing you talk about the, you know, the scary algorithm. Um, but it's but it's actually it's actually quite um, easy to, to, to switch your point of view and kind of see the algorithm as, as someone who's desperate to be your friend and is just desperate for you to show them the right indicators of what, you know, what they should do in order to help you. And so, for example, like the algorithm is really wanting to know from you, who, who should I show your content to? Who is this ideal client that you really want to start to follow you? And one way you tell the algorithm that so that it can help you is to be really careful about who follows you. So you actually have to go through your followers and be deleting followers who are either fake followers. So there's a lot of kind of fake accounts out there. Um, those will be accounts that maybe have, you know, a handful of posts, not really any any captions written with their posts. And they will um, be following a vast number of people, even though they only have like just a handful of posts. So you need to delete those because the Instagram algorithm otherwise will show your posts to more of that kind of person. Um, and the same, the other thing I suggest to people, I, I showed people in our launch, how do you actually um, do a pre-launch? So even before you start your account, if, if anyone's in that position, one of the most useful things you can do is to get a bunch of ideal clients to be your first followers rather than what most people do which is to just get a whole load of friends to follow which is lovely but again that's going to really confuse the algorithm and it, it won't be showing it'll show your uh, stuff to like a similar following um which won't be the following you're really after so one way to do that is to leverage um, Facebook groups, interestingly, before you start your Instagram account, just build some really good connections in some Facebook groups that are really related to your field. And then when you're ready to begin your account, invite some of those people who you've um, developed a relationship with to be your, you know, your first people to come and check out your account before it starts. And that means your account will start immediately with 30, 40, 50, 100 people, but all of whom are your ideal clients and all of whom are actually a little bit chuffed to have been invited. So they're going to be quite active on your account as well. Um, so they're going to be commenting and engaging and all of that um, engagement tells the uh, tells the Instagram algorithm that your posts are popular and therefore worthy of showing to more people. So it kind of shoots shoots your content further. I love that idea for someone who doesn't have an Instagram account, because I know some businesses based off their model, they feel like I just need to be on Facebook and Twitter, <laughs> but they don't see themselves as being visually inclined. I know a lot of tech and tools and systems are like that. You don't see them really on Instagram. You'll see them on Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter. But what would be your advice for someone who is already on Instagram and they want to build their following and they're making sure to be very aware of how many accounts they're following themselves? Um, so that's a really interesting question, because when I um, when I grew my account, so I grew to over a thousand, I think um, about it was a thousand and sixty in the first month. Um, but I was only following about 50 people. Um, which again is is really helpful to your account, and a lot of people use this this method. It's called the follow unfollow method, where you just go and follow tons of people um, in the hopes that they'll follow you back. And actually, that gives your account quite distorted um, results with the algorithm um, itself. So, if you have an account 
already and you're wanting to grow further, there's a few methods that are going to be really helpful. One is to start to go live with other accounts that have a similar audience to you. So you could once a week invite someone onto your account or ideally you invite yourself onto someone else's account and talk about your field of excellence for 20 minutes. During that time, both of your audiences will get notified that you're online. So both of your audiences will get a chance to meet each other. And that results in quite a lot of people following each other. You'll, you'll, you'll find that your audiences swap over a little bit. Um, and it's such a powerful tool because you it's almost like you've been introduced to this new audience by a friend. And so everyone already trusts you quite a lot, which is an amazing step in the online space. Um, and I, yeah, I've grown hugely from doing that. But also, if you go live on someone else's account, that live will stay on their account forevermore. So anytime anyone's visiting that, they'll be like, "Ooh, I've just checked out lovely Michal. Let's uh, let's go check her out on her own account." So that's one really, really easy way to to be sure that you get a lot a lot more. And another way is to not assume that people are going to magically find you even if you're making wonderfully helpful stuff you do need to make your account a real magnet you need to do your research to really find out what your clients goals are what your clients fears are what problems they have what problems they don't even know they have what language they're using and and create your whole account around that so that when they come across your account they're like oh my god this is just what I was looking for and then once your account is really ready for them then go out and actually nudge find your ideal clients and nudge them to come and check you out and that's what I teach I have um, a a new course that's launching soon on top of my one-to-one coaching and I teach them in that stage is the first stage is you really prepare your uh, your account to be a magnet so that when someone comes across it, they're like, this was made for me. And then you go out and you actually nudge your clients to come back and check you out. And then you just get a huge number of followers. And that's that's, you know, probably got us half, at least half of the followers that we that we got on our account. I love that, you know, and I think, too, we have to find what is like the method that's going to work best for us? Because, you know, some people are saying you just need to do reels, reels and more reels. And then some people, you need to be over on IGTV and live. Then someone's going to be like, just do live. Then some people like you just have to focus on the engagement, like be on 30 minutes before your post is going to schedule and be engaged and then do 30 minutes after. But I think a lot of times, too, you have to figure out, well, which one of those is right for your bandwidth? Do you have the means to even maintain all of that? Because I think that's also the other scary part is, okay, I have all these great ideas that's being fielded at me, but what is realistically for me right now? I know from myself, I had to calm down because sometimes you're like, you need to be posting five to seven times a day on Instagram. I'm like, I'm at work. <laughs> I have my, my health issues to deal with. I can't be on like that. So I've learned that you don't, you can always mess with the frequency, but just don't mess with the consistency. Like make sure you're there on certain days at certain times that people know, okay, that's where Imani is at. And then you can always adjust accordingly based on your analytics to go from there. What are your thoughts in regards to, you know, how often you post and really finding what works for you? Well, I really hear you on that. Most of the um, women that I work with, you know, they're all really keen to spend their time 
in their business, not on their Instagram. So really, we're trying to leverage their Instagram so that it's really working for them and rather than kind of swallowing all their time. And like you say, there are many people saying many different things. Some of those things won't be relevant to certain types of accounts. So it can feel quite confusing out there. So as I said before, some of the uh, some of the information is pitched at growing a large influencer following rather than getting clients and things for big accounts aren't quite the same as work for small accounts. But you want to, in terms of your own bandwidth, um, what my absolute suggestion would be is there are many ways that will work. If you find someone who definitely has had the sort of success that you want to have, so they're really, you know, if it's clients you want, it's clients that they that they've managed to get or can get for you. If it's following you want, it's following that they've they've managed to get for themselves or can get for you. And then try try out what they suggest. Now you, there is a level to which at the start you do need to take Instagram quite seriously and put a bit of work into it to get it to get it going and working for you. And then once it's working for you and you've got your systems in place, you can step back. Um, take your foot off the pedal and, and kind of, you know, get back to doing your main work and just let it tick along. But in terms of the things that work for you, you can lean into the bits you like. So some people love video and appearing in video. Some people can't stand it, in which case they can really lean into other types of posts like carousels um, with, a, with a particular design style. A carousel will work just as well as a reel to build you a, a, a fast audience. And then in terms of number of times a week, Again, it's going to depend a little bit. People get really overwhelmed at trying to do all of the things at the same time. For example, trying to grow their following at the same time as trying to sell to people at the same time as trying to build a relationship with clients. One thing that I find super helpful is if you split your time period. So one, you know, one month you're really focusing on growing and that is it. You're just growing and reaching new people. Then the next month you're focusing on building your relationship with the community you've created. And then once you feel that that's been really warmed up, then you spend a month focusing on selling. And in that case, you want to, in your growing period, be posting more regularly. So as much as you can stomach. And then you can downsize it a bit. Once you get into your relationship building and then your sales, you can tone it down a bit. Usually, I wouldn't say post less than three times a week. Once you have a good sized following and your audience is warm, you can just tick tick over at about three times a week. And there are um, are a fair number of ways that I teach that will enable you to create that content really easily. So once every three weeks, you have to create your content and the rest of the time, it's just going out there for you. But even more importantly than, than consistently putting your content out there is something you mentioned earlier, which is, actually having a consistent presence so being present at the same time of the same days because your community actually starts to expect you to be there um, and it's such a pleasure that's when you actually really build community when you and certain people are always on at the same time in the same weeks and, have, and, and having a chance to chat to each other. Yeah, that's the great thing about Clubhouse is like you have no choice but to live in your DMs now. I was like, what is going on? Because, you know, before my DM was like silent, then it got really active. Then Instagram got got jealous, I think, really. And they just shut all my accounts down. They're like, you're having too much fun. No, no, you're done. 
off the algorithm. I was like, so I had to start a whole new account from scratch, even though I had four other ones already because I couldn't post on them. I couldn't like, I couldn't comment, I couldn't share, I couldn't do anything. So I was like, okay, great. But at the same time, I looked at it as like a blessing because I was like, okay, now that I'm pivoting, do I need to try and be spread out on three different accounts on the same platform? And I was still struggling. And so basically God just made the answer to the form and he's like, Nyeh. now it's one. How about now? <laughs> like okay I see you so now it's just that one focus which actually is less stress I know a lot of times we can get stressed out even if we're on different platforms and we only have one account on each and so I think it's really key to really focus like you said on that one get it to where you want it to then decide if you want to post more or even go to the next platform so I know that everyone has their opinion about hashtags, how many to use, how many not to use, which ones are relevant, all of that. What are your suggestions in regards to using hashtags? So I think really, um, a really uh, pleasant shortcut of a way to start with hashtags is, first of all, yes, use all 30 um, because you can. And you're basically a hashtag is basically uh, a category and lots of people will follow each category. So if you have 30 that you can post, then post all 30, because that means people following 30 categories have more chance to find you. But it becomes tricky when people are working out, well, well which hashtags do I use? And also, how do I even know what hashtags people are following? I, I, how do I find those out? And so there's two suggestions that are really quick ways to just get some fairly successful hashtags going for you. So the first one is to go to an account that is um, in your field and is successful on Instagram. So maybe they have around 100,000 followers and they are still using 30 hashtags. And you'll find that accounts that are very large kind of stop using hashtags. They don't even need to bother. And accounts that are really small don't yet know what they're doing with hashtags. So Finding an account that's, you know, 50 to 100,000 followers, they'll probably be, you know, quite knowledgeable about what they're doing with the hashtags and just go and copy the hashtags, copy a set of hashtags and use it on your post. But just check, go through their hashtags and just check um, that there's no hashtags that are completely irrelevant to you. Like they may have invented their own hashtag that is literally just their own account name. So you don't want to use that one. But other than that, just um, just grab them and try them and see because they've been tried and tested um, before you. And I actually had loads of success with that. So one time I the first time I did that, um, I actually got picked up by a very big account who shared some of my content because I didn't realize that one of the hashtags I'd used was the hashtag that asks a bigger account to share your content. Um, so that was that was fabulous. Um, so that's the easiest first step that I would suggest. And then the second thing is there is a very good um, resource and it's called flick.tech and you can access it um, for free for a week, which is all you really need to um, use it and just gather for yourself hashtags that are going to be really useful for what you're doing. Because what it lets you do is just type in a word. And then it will tell you all the hashtags that people use related to that word. And it will tell you hashtags that are very unpopular, medium popular and super, super popular. 
and you want most of your hashtags to be in the medium in the medium place otherwise you won't really get much get many people seeing you so you want to you want to head for that um and then once you've once you've found those yep yeah, you can just you can just rinse and repeat you don't need to keep coming up with new hashtags every time you post you can come up with maybe five sets of 30 hashtags and maybe they you know one is for the posts that you do that are a bit more personal and one is a, you know for the posts that you do that are a bit more about your business um and then you just copy and paste them for a couple of months you don't need to you know research again you can just literally copy and paste and that takes a lot of the hashtag headache away <laughs> Yes, it definitely does. And I, I know that there are some like um, memberships that even include like, you know, 30, you know, hashtag ideas for different industries as well as stock photos and things like that. So those can be very beneficial too when you sometimes are looking at the screen and you're like, the screen is staring at you because you're like, okay, I, first of all, don't even know what I'm going to create. Two, what is the caption? Three, what hashtags? Help. Um, <laughs> So those are other shortcuts to another. A really good one is called Pixie Stock, where they have a membership, which is all stock photos. And they have all the different templates for your graphics. And they even have post ideas, quotes for, you know, for ideas and then hashtags for different industries. So that can also give you a start because they've already did the homework for you. Plus, you have access to all those other things as well. And I think so often people don't talk about what really is working for them behind the scenes. So you don't know. Hey, they're using this, or like you said, the flick doc tech. And I never heard of it. I'm sitting like, huh, where's that been hiding? <laughs> Let me go find it. So I think that that is really good about the hashtags is don't allow yourself to get overwhelmed. Don't reinvent the wheel. Start with what you have, and then you can always reassess, reevaluate as necessary. Absolutely. So tell us more about this course that you said you have coming up. How can people find out about it? Oh, I'm so excited about it. So I have run, uh, I have a, um, a group coaching course that I have run um, a few times. that has been incredibly successful and it's just, it's just uh, coming. The third, the third run of it is just coming into its final weeks, which is a really exciting time because all, all of my clients are starting to get their own clients. So every day I have another message or two in my inbox. Going, I just got a client. Oh my gosh. Now I've got three clients. It's really exciting. Um, and a lot of people wanted access to it who don't live in my time zone. And, you know, it was just getting more people than I could handle. So I've turned it into a course that is available online and it will be starting at the beginning of May. And what happens is you access my my teaching and you also access me once every couple of weeks. I'll be doing Q&A and coaching. And I give people it's it's if you really uh, work at it, you will get through it in 10 weeks. It's 10 modules. Um, but I'm I'm going to be there doing coaching for five months because life happens and people get busy. And I really want to make sure you succeed. And some parts of it might take some people a bit longer than other parts of it. Uh, and as is the way with a lot of these courses, sometimes you start to see the results after the course is finished and you need a little bit more guidance for that part. So you have access to a private Facebook group and to me for five months in order to really get some traction, really move yourself from a place of kind of feeling a bit unconfident and like you're being a bit um, impulsive with what to put up when and not really having a plan to sort of feeling very clear 
and really having your Instagram account start to work for you, bringing you in clients and feeling very competent and confident and very proud of your Instagram account and how it how it looks and how it functions. That's awesome, because, you know, they talk about, you know, doing a live course versus an evergreen course versus this type of course. And basically, I like what you did is you first just went out there, started taking action. Then you saw the results. You saw what people needed and then you tweaked it so that you can actually be able to be of better benefit to more people than those who are only able to catch that certain time period, you know, depending on where they are. because. Everyone now is global with us being online. You can have people in the United States, you can have people over in England, you can have people over in India. So it's going to be hard to really find a time that's going to fit for everybody's time zones. But to have it kind of like in a course masterclass format, it makes it so, hey, you guys can go through the training as you need to, but then you still have this access to me in a group setting or one-on-one just to re you know, establish what you're learning, what you're doing, because I can say for myself, going through other courses, that was like the thing that was missing was where's the accountability? How do I know I really am learning what I'm supposed to be learning and apply it for my business type? You know, who do I go ask questions to? It's just like you got my money. You're like, cool. Thank you. See ya. I'm out. Um, And you're left sitting there confused, like, okay, how do I do this? And then they start selling to you the next course or the next program. And like, I'm not even finished with this one. Can we let, can I get through this one and then move on? So I really think that you're doing that as well as providing that support after the fact, because it's true. It's like once you actually go through everything and have the time to actually truly apply it, that's where the biggest growth comes from. So, you know, I've got to ask this because you have this really cool, fun fact that you used to run a circus company. How did that happen and how did it help you shift into what you're doing now? (laughs) Um, Well, it was it was it was unexpected for me as well. (laughs) When I when I finished um, when I finished university, I just knew I didn't really want to work in an office, which is one reason, again, why I love social media so much, because it lets me have a business without going and working in an office um it's a it's really allowed me to do that um so uh, one of the things that I was doing I I went back to London and I was doing some day jobs I wasn't that excited about but I uh started dating a juggler (laughs) and I spent my my evenings and my weekends juggling in in uh the juggling club and then um I was wondering I was I wasn't feeling that happy with what I was doing at work and I started thinking you know what by that point a lot of my friends were circus performers uh I was thinking I could probably do this and the first time that I that I did some performance I was utterly terrified but um I just again got good at it very very quickly and I um created a company and had uh, and I hadn't trained about 25 performers um yeah and it just was it just did really really well it grew and grew and grew and grew and then I got to the point where I was like you know what I actually want to learn something new again I don't want to be just you know just doing this and managing people so I ended up selling it that was about 10 years ago um I ended up selling it and um and it's still going today it's still going strong it's still you know really really popular um and I moved into I moved into uh the events 
Yeah. Well, I think that's great because it kind of segued you into events because you're like, I already know how to run this. I know what to expect. I know what happens behind the scenes. Okay, so then you're able to take those skills and take it into events, which actually helps you to do what you're doing now. So, you know, I like to say that you don't ever experience something for no reason. It's actually like a, a building block to get you to where you eventually want to become. And then you can use all of those skills to your ability. So I think that's pretty awesome. Because, I mean, I like to look at, you know, the circus when it would come in town. You know, Ringling Brothers would come in, you know, all that. I mean, that that was just so fun. <laughs> I'd love it. So tell everybody how they can connect with you if they would love to learn more from what they heard today. Oh, that would be absolutely wonderful. So I will tell you the name and then I'll spell it for you because it's a little bit unusual. So get your pens ready. So if you can track me down on Instagram, my Instagram is michalkhan.co and I'm going to spell it for you now. So it's M for mother, I-C-H-A-L for Lima, K-A-H-N for November, dot C-O. <laughs> it's the delights of having an unusual name that it's it's harder to kind of tell people. <laughs> how to find you on Instagram, but michalkhan.co, M-I-C-H-A-L-K-A-H-N.co. Awesome, awesome. So, yes, everyone, please feel free to reach out to McCall, even if you just want to connect with her, because you never know what happens with connections as they, if you keep fostering them and keep growing them. You might eventually actually need her, you know, or she might have some resources for you. I mean, I learned a lot today. I'm sitting here like, oh, okay, so that's what's really going on. Okay, now I can be in the know. So I so appreciate you having you on today, Miss McCall. What is one final thought you would like to leave everyone with? Hmm. So I think one final thought I'd like to leave everyone with is, oh, can I leave people with two thoughts? Sure. Oh, okay. So two thoughts. So one thought I wanted to leave everyone with is um, most of the people that I meet who would love Instagram help are really uncomfortable uh, with their face appearing in the Instagram, you know, of going live, making videos. Um, and I just wanted to um, flag up for you the incredible changes that I've seen in women once they've done that it empowers them not just in that small area of their lives but in in quite a significant way it's one of the most empowering things you can do to go live and one of the things I actually do on my Instagram account is every Friday I invite whoever wants to whoever's not had a go being live before to just join me and go live for the first time so that their first time can be done a little bit more safely so that's one thing and just you know to bear in mind that often the path to something you really want is through the thing you really <laughs> resist, for example, going live. Um, and then the second thing I wanted to share, actually, was just um, something that I really feel really um, came home to me in the last couple of months, which is I have always, um, when I've, I've, when I've done things that I'm scared of, for example, something new, or growing a business, all those kinds of kinds of things, um, expanding in any way I have always thought that if I um if the, if I actually succeeded if my if what I was trying succeeded then I would feel more confident next time um, and if it didn't then I just wouldn't and now one thing that's helped me grow and empowered me so much is instead I think if I don't die then I feel more confident next time 
And I know that sounds ridiculous because, of course, I don't die. But how much more confident am I getting? Because all I have to do now, rather than succeed every time I try something new, is just not die <laughs> in order to get more, <laughs> in order to get more confident. And it's really shifted something for me that now I can try stuff and and not be utterly crushed if I didn't succeed. Just be like, OK, I can totally do that whether I succeeded or not. It's just been an incredibly empowering shift for me. And so I really wanted to pass it on, especially for women who are wanting to grow their businesses. Um, you're always doing things that scare you in order to expand, in order to grow. And I just found that really helpful. Thank you so much for that. It kind of reminds me of what I say is take messy, inspired action. Because I think a lot of times, too, we get caught in the perfectionism of it and not the actual doing of it. So we let the perfection paralyze us, which leads to procrastination, and we just never do it. But if it's like, okay, it doesn't have to be perfect. The stars don't need to be aligned. It doesn't have to have special lighting. You know, I'm going to work with what I have and just keep going. And then as I learn, I'll be like, oh, okay, so let me try this next time. Or, hey, that worked. Let me do that again. But you give yourself more opportunities when you take messy inspired action because you're just acting instead of waiting for the right time. Because, sorry, there's never going to be a right time. Absolutely. Hey, guys, you win every single time you get off that live. You win every single time you post that post because guess what? You're still here. So that is so empowering for me. I'm like, okay, maybe I need to go get my big girl panties on and go do a live this week. Cause I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do it either. Um, I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's on my face? Is my smile crooked? You know, I'm focusing on all the wrong things. So just focus on being your best authentic self, everyone, and focus on the impact and transformation you desire for that person to receive from watching you. Not so much do you have the right color on, is there lipstick on your teeth, or anything like that. Just be yourself. They're not going to be focusing on that. They're going to be focusing on your words anyway. So it has been an absolute pleasure to have you here on the podcast, Miss McCall. Hopefully we can have you again because, I mean, you have a wealth of information when it comes to Instagram on how to have Instagram be your friend and not be your enemy in regards to the algorithm. So I'm definitely going to be thinking that Instagram is following me to be my friend, not the other way around. And I think that kind of <laughs> takes some of the pressure off. So if there was anything that resonated with you guys today in listening, please feel free to reach out to McCall or even reach out to me. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. I hope to hear from you guys and continue to soar and shine in everything that you do. Thank you so much. This has been the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. Thank you so much for joining. I hope that what you heard today was helpful to you. If you have feedback on today's episode, feel free to message hello at audaciouslymade.com. I'd love to hear from you. Be sure to join me again next time for another episode of education and empowerment to stand boldly in your life and business. Thanks for listening and continue to shine in everything you do.